This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. This is our sidetrack episode for the week. Uh, Last week we covered Talking Heads' debut album, Talking Heads 77, and today we're going to cover a collaboration album that Talking Heads frontman David Byrne did with... Uh, St. Vincent, um, also known as Annie Clark, uh, that came out in 2012, I believe. Travis, did you know anything about this album before before deciding on, on doing this for our sidetrack? I hadn't listened to it myself. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I, I was aware of it. I think I, I may have started listening to it, you know, years ago, but uh, never really. You know, the sad thing is, I think I probably listened to it before I really put two and two together as to who David Byrne was. Oh yeah, that was before I uh, really got into Talking Heads and and realized that that was lead singer of Talking Heads. I didn't realize that. 
But anyway, yeah. here's what little I know about this album. I do know that there are quite a bit of uh, horns on this album. One of the songs I was listening to, not the one that we're going to play, but nonetheless, one of the songs I was listening to, I was like, man, those those horns sure do sound familiar. Guess who they are. Oh, I got it. Antibalas. Yep. The same, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of a, a musical collective of uh, Afrobeat uh, artists. It's an Afrobeat band, but it's got like, you know, members that come in and out of it. But we talked about Antibalas uh, when we covered, well, actually, I actually, I think Antibalas was one of my What's Your Herds, uh, one of the early episodes uh not even realizing at the time that they were also uh provided the horns on the Foles record antidotes that we covered dude guess what episode you're talking about man three four nope steely dan that's one we never even released brother oh really well anyway so i read that this album was three years in the making and it started off um as so there was this one-off gig um, where Annie Clark and, and David Byrne played together. Now, unfortunately, I didn't look into this, so I, I don't have much more information on that. I don't know if anyone cares anyways, but apparently they both have much respect for each other um, and each other's work, and you know they, they've always wanted to work with each other. And um, they kind of started off sending emails back and forth while they were both touring and working on other albums separately. And then uh, kind of built on from there. That kind of reminds me of how um, Postal Service came about, too. Ben Gibbard and uh, the other guy, I think he goes by D&Tel. Um, that's kind of how Postal Service came about, too, was just sending back, sending ideas back and forth through email. Was it like, a, I mean, if it's three years in the making, does that mean they were they had been trying to get to get together and make music for three years and just couldn't connect? No, or? no, no, no. No, what it is, the three years in the making is, is you know, they're... It took three years to record. Uh, them becoming acquaintances and then developing a friendship and, you know, sending each other ideas, you know, simple chord structures and melodies and... and you know, kind of building songs together over three years' time. And gotcha. I think that also has to do with how long it took but from that starting to actually recording and releasing it, you know. Yeah, got it. What's interesting is that um, there is there are songs that feature just St. Vincent and there are tracks that feature just David Byrne. And then it, it seems that, you know, the ones that they're collaborating on it seems to be mostly David Byrne. But what's interesting is, it's, to me at least, the songs that are David Byrne heavy sound like uh, sort of a Talking Heads type song. Or at least, at least you know, and this is just David Byrne, the way he, he uh, puts melodies together and the way he sings. I guess you just can't escape escape it, you know. But I'm right. not familiar enough with St. Vincent to know if she did anything different on this album than she typically does, you know. So um, uh, back to the horns that you were talking about. 
Um, actually, having those horns there uh, pushed both of their voices to places that they, neither of them had gone before. That's interesting. So, and she responds by saying, In this way that horns are aping the human voice, when you end up playing with horns, you end up aping the horns. It's meta music. The way I was envisioning it, hmm. I was imagining we will sing together. Not one would sing the harmony and the other lead. And how it turned out, how I think of it now, is like a Greek chorus. David is Lazarus, Lazarus, and I am the chorus. All right, man. She's too. She's she's nerding out way more than either of us even know what the fuck she's talking about. Well, it's just because we're freaking not very studious individuals. <laughs> she's talking yeah. about some Greek stuff, right? <laughs> God damn it. mythology i know dude yeah i mean you know it's whatever <laughs> no but dude. so i guess this uh, interviewer is is what she's hinting at is that with having these horns you know just kind of up front in the mix it kind of forced them to maybe you know sing it in ranges that they don't normally sing in i don't know hmm. well that's interesting because i thought i mean i thought the same thing actually when and I, the funny thing is i just thought that it was David Byrne's voice just didn't age well or something. Right. But he does sound like he's straining uh, his voice. I mean, we talked about that, Dude. actually. Is that <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, That's man. part of his thing, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. it doesn't sound like he's doing what we associate with David Byrne, uh, the way yeah. he uses his voice and, like, uh, you know. it's It just sounds like it's... Uh, he's not hitting the note correctly, but maybe that's just because this thing that happened... Uh, with the horns. So, I mean, that just proves that they recorded it with the horns, you know, in the studio with them. So, dude, let's get down to it. Okay, so this song is also, called... Shit, man, what's the name of the album? We didn't even, we didn't even put oh, that out fuck. there, man. Oh, fuck. The name, <laughs> <of> the... <laughs> the name of the album is called Love This Giant came out in 2012 all right so this song is track number three it's called dinner for two
just got all that David Byrne talking heads charm. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, you just can't, you, you can't escape it if he's going to, if he's going to contribute and, 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 you know, yeah, he's going to leave his finger collaborate with collaborate with an artist. Like you're going to, you're going to know, you know, and that he was, I there. mean, I'm just, I'm just assuming here, but you know, I feel like with, okay, that has nothing to do with the age difference, but I'm saying like, I, I like, I feel like, I feel like Annie, what's her name? Annie Clark. Mm-hmm. I feel like she probably went into this thinking, oh my God, I'm collaborating with fucking Talking Hits from and David Byrne. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and she probably took more of a back. Um, dude, I don't even want to say any of this, actually. I mean, we can leave well, it in, but like, don't I don't know. know dude. I, I, but I don't know. But let's put it this way, man. Well, this is what I want to know. Did David Byrne, uh, is this one of his ideas that he was floating around right you know if they were if they were going back and forth with each other this was probably one of his you know ideas that she just supplied her her vocals to you so know? it does seem like though from what i was reading because like i said you know there's tracks on there that that sound that that david byrne either just plays instruments on in the background or or isn't featured on it at all because it's just her you know so this might yeah. this might literally be a uh, you know just a collection of songs that they had written and collaborated on, but not necessarily like wrote It seems like together. they both really, it seems like there was a lot of back and forth with, with, you know, f- finishing ideas, you know, and, and adding on to each other's ideas. I wonder if that went as far as lyrics too, you know, and melody. It seems like it, you know, if there were, um, you know, just, ping-ponging ideas back and forth to each other via email for you know three years or however long however many years it was before they actually had enough complete ideas to start recording um yeah man i want i wonder i wonder how much of it is is truly collaborative um and how much of it would be one david byrne idea where and then she adds the beats and did were the horns sections added in by the play the 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 horns players you know or did they have those uh i guess chord ideas uh you know that were just transcribed to horns i don't know but here's what i love about this record dude aside from david and annie there was 46 additional musicians that collaborated on this record 46 dude because you've got somebody who's playing something called the euphonium on that track that we played i don't know what a euphonium is i'm gonna look it up right now how do you spell it it is a valved brass musical instrument resembling a small tuba there you go but on on dinner for two alone we had a french horn a trumpet a saxophone a euphonium, another trumpet, another trumpet, another euphonium, two French horns, two trombones. Yeah, basically like three of each <laughs> instrument. So was you it, know. I thought I may have heard a partridge in a pear tree on that one. Uh, I, nope, not not seeing that on here. Not seeing that on here. I mean, it, it is almost. It's getting that time of year, I guess, too, where you can make a joke like that. Tis the season to be jolly and joyous. 
Well, you'll definitely have to keep that one in there. <laughs> that joke that you just did. That wasn't a joke, dude. Oh, by the way, uh, St. Vincent played piano on that track. So there you go. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, that's, you know, that's just cool, you know. That, and of course, they went on tour to support this record. How awesome would that have been to see right. them on stage together? Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, just one of those um, those moments in music, you know, yep. where one generation meets up with the next one to make a record together. Doesn't happen very often, but but when it does, oh boy, <laughs> that's when stuff happens. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So that's a rapidy rap. Yep, our quick and dirty on. David Byrne and St. Vincent's collaborative efforts. Love this giant. So next week, back to Radiohead, we're talking about Kid A. I can't wait, brother. Can't wait. Dude, after that, Amnesiac. It's Ooh. got some killer tracks on it. Dude, All yeah, I, re- I revisited that album last week. Yes. Good stuff. Ooh, Good stuff. Money. Yeah, man. All right, um, Cool. All right, dude. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. As always, hop on our website, nofillerpodcast.com. There's a bunch of stuff on there. I'm not going to get into it again. Um, and you can stream us on SoundCloud, any other podcast app that you got. You can probably find us on there. Uh, until next week, my name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Watch TV. I used to think that it was good for me. Wanted to know what folks were thinking to understand the land I live in. And I would lose myself and it would set me free. This is the place where
With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.